Warning. The views and opinions expressed in the following are strictly those of the relentless and may offend any snowflakes who lack drive and discipline. Essay Quam Videri. To be, not to seem. This is Badger Actual. Welcome back to the Badger Actual Podcast. I'm Travis Vaughn. I'm your host. Uh, good to have you guys back joining us today. Um, today, I don't know if it's going to take a long time or if it's going to go quick, uh, but I guess we'll see. So what I want to hit on today is something that you see all the time. Uh, you know, if you really follow bigger influencers like social media, the Andy Frisellas, the Jocko Willings, the Ed Milet, stuff like that. John Maxwell is a big one I've been seeing a lot lately. Um, you know, all great influencers, all great leaders. Uh, they have a lot of really uh, great teachings, points, and everything like that. All stuff that we all need to take to heart, especially trying to do something special in business or in our life and in our relationships. And we all need to take that to heart. And we need to, you know, pass it on to other people, especially, you know, most of you guys on here probably want to be, uh, you know, in a leadership position or are in a leadership position or want to build a team or want to build a company or want to move forward in your career with other people. And, and that takes helping other people develop in their journey and their path going in the direction that they want to go. And it's it's so important to pull this information from all these different sources and chew up the meat and spit out the bones of what, uh, you know, applies to you, to your industry, to your business. Um <clears throat> You know, and it's all great. But a big mistake that I see people make, and I know that it's a mistake because I've done it in the past and I'll still do it here and there, but I do everything that I can not to do it, is to hear something from somebody, learn something new, learn a new technique, learn uh, a new anything, right? Uh, a new way to handle an uh, issue with somebody, a new way to, uh, you know, ha- make a phone call to a uh, prospect or something like that. It could be anything all the way from a basic skill uh, that, that you might need in a certain business endeavor or something like that, all the way up to high level leadership techniques. And it's all very, 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 very important for us to take those and learn those and, and apply those, right? But that's the trick. What I, I've seen a lot of people doing is taking something and immediately trying to roll it over to their people, you know, to the people that look up to them or the people who are supposed to look up to them, right? Or the people that are quote unquote on their team or the people that they work with or maybe subordinate leaders or, or whatever the case might be, right? Or, you know, their, their, their uh, employees or whatever it might be. And they take that information and they relay it to those people and they try to teach that information to that people and preach that inform- that information to those people. And the problem is it hasn't been uh, embodied, you know, by that person saying it first. You know, there, there hasn't been a standard set by that person who's saying the information first. And this can be damaging from a low-level like let's say let's say let's say you're an entry level sales position, right? This can be damaging in that position. If you have a sales trainer who's teaching a new representative how to do something and trying to tell them how to do something that they don't uh, really have a strong working knowledge of, they heard it a couple times, they never actually did it themselves. Maybe it's a way to make a phone call. Maybe it's a way to explain some information, and they heard it a couple times. They thought, oh, that sounds cool. That sounds sexy. That sounds like it would be dope. And then they try to teach it to those other people. And, and you know, maybe if they're newer in, in the business or whatever, the, the new representative, right, the new employee, maybe they're like, all right, cool, yeah, I'll try that. But eventually they realize that you're just repeating information from somebody who knows what they're talking about, right? 
and giving them that information, but you don't do it yourself. You don't embody it yourself first. That sales trainer doesn't embody it themselves first. You know, and now if that person is smart, if that new representative is smart, they're going to be like, all right, cool. This person obviously doesn't know what they're doing with it, but you know, it came from this source up here. And I know that like, like that, that, that guy, that girl, that lady, you know, that man knows what they're talking about. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to implement this. I'm going to embody it. I'm going to make it happen. And, and I know I'm going to win. Right. If you got somebody who's smart, somebody who's like in the top 10%, right. Um, you know, that old, uh, I think it was like Hippocrates or somebody, something like that. one of the Greek philosophers. I don't know if I'm saying that wrong, so sorry, all my Greek philosophy people out there. But said that there's, you know, there out of a hundred men, you know, ten, 10 of the soldiers shouldn't even be there in the battlefield, right? Uh, Ninety of the soldiers, you know, are basically just targets, and then ten of the soldiers, you know, they like we need them for they make up the battle. They're the fighting force, right? But then one, you know, there's that one soldier who's going to bring the rest of the soldiers home. You know, it's that maybe let's call it the top 10 that we need because they make up the battle. Those are the people who are going to take that information, even though it's not embodied effectively by the person giving it to them, because they know that the source of the information at the top knows what's up and knows that it works and ain't going to give some information down that that's not going to work. Right. But think about all the other people. We're talking 10 of those people, maybe, and we're being generous there. We're talking 10 of those people might actually take that information and run with it. You know, 10 of those people might, might actually take that information, implement it, and run with it. But now we got 90 other people out there that could otherwise be influenced by our information. Now, you know, based off of that, you know, 10, 90, 10, and then the one rule, right? Obviously, 10% of the people shouldn't even be there at all, right? But, you know, those 90, or I'm sorry, those, yeah, I mean, really, those, those 80, I guess I should have said, those 80 that are in the middle who are just quote-unquote targets, right, they can become part of that 10 most of the time in my experience, you know. We can get those people up to the same level as the 10, some of them, not all of them, some of them, right. Some of them prove that they should be in the bottom 10. But if, but, but for those people, they're not as, they're not as driven or maybe not as insightful or maybe they have a little bit of uh, ego about them. It could be any one of those things. Most of the time it's going to be the ego where they say, yeah, that's information that came from a good source, but this dude or this girl who's teaching it to me, who's telling me to do it, like, I don't like them. I don't trust them. They don't know how to do it themselves. They can't even do it themselves. They try to say it. They, they, they stumble over those words. They try to implement it. They try to execute on it. You know, they stumble over it. They don't make it. They don't do it right. It, it could be a habit that you get into, right? It could be somebody saying like, hey, you got to be, um, you, you got to make sure that you're working out every day, you know, or, or at least three to five times a week. You got to make sure that you're eating healthy. You got to make sure, um, you know, that you're, you know, that you're, you know, a- acting with integrity. It could be any one of those things, right? And and they preach that to one of their subordinates, but maybe they they don't do all or some of those things. Maybe they don't always act with integrity. Maybe they don't work out, right? Maybe they don't eat healthy, but they're preaching that to this person. They're going to be like, screw you, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, like this guy doesn't even do it. This girl doesn't even do it. You know, and they're telling me to do it. Like, forget that. You know, that's how a lot of people with ego are going to be. We all have an ego, right? I'm talking about people who have a little bit of a higher level of ego who maybe haven't gone down the road of growth enough to realize that sometimes you got to check your ego and no matter what the source of the information is, accept it and roll with it. Like we said, those are the top, the, the, the 10 in that example, right? So <clears throat> bottom line, what we're saying is 
you gotta not just and John Maxwell says this, um, you know, in in his book, The Fifteen Laws of Growth, and this is where some people mess up, right? He says that that you should be a a river, not a reservoir. I believe is how he puts it, right? A river, not a reservoir. And that means that when you get information, when you get knowledge, you're supposed to be a river and let that flow downstream to your people. You're supposed to let them get that information too. Don't just hoard it all for yourself. And I so wholeheartedly agree with that. It's ridiculous. But the problem is, you know, there's a, there's a certain degree to which your reservoir needs to fill up before you can become that river. You know, and that's what we're talking about right now with with this type of information. You know, those people who do that, maybe with good intentions sometimes, sometimes maybe with not good intentions, sometimes they're just passing the buck down to their people with no intention on trying to get better or learn it or implement it or execute on it or embody and model those techniques or that behavior themselves, right? You know, so for example, let me give you like an actual example. Let's say you have, because we work in the financial service industry, um, you know, we do insurance products and everything. Let's say I've got a, a supervisor, right, who's, who's responsible for training new representatives. Let's say I have a supervisor who has a trainee, right? And that trainee, maybe they're, they're saying something the wrong way on the phones, right? Um, and if you're in, in sales, you know what I'm talking about, but maybe they uh, pick up the phone and say, uh, hello, is uh, Sam available? Right. And and then the and they say it like that. The trainee says it like that. Right. And the supervisor, maybe he says like, like, hey, uh, oh, make sure that you don't say that you want to you want to answer the phone like you're their friend you or you want to you want to greet them on the phone like they're your friend. Right. Like like you're talking to somebody that you already know. Right. Like, hey, Sam. Right. Hey, Sam. It's uh, Travis with blah, blah, blah. Right. And then in that supervisor tells the trainee that. But then the very next phone call. The supervisor gets on a, on the phone call and he's like, uh, "Hi, is uh, Sarah available?" Or, "Hi, is this Sarah?" Right, and says something similar. Right, that trainee's not going to implement it because they're like, "Forget this." Unless they're part of the top ten who understands that that all right, just because this guy doesn't do it, you know, I can do it. I can become better than this person. I can end up being this person's boss. Some people think like that the right way, but a lot of people don't. A lot of people get in their feelings. A lot of people won't implement it because they don't see the person giving them the information implementing it. It's like going to a dietitian uh, or whatever they're called, the people who are doctors, like legit MDs who give you uh, advice on you know your, your health and your fitness and everything. And you see the guy out back smoking a cigarette on his on his break before you uh, go in for your appointment, right? Or you can see that he's got some like mustard or ketchup from his cheeseburger, you know, on his on his shirt or something like that when he comes in for the appointment. And and maybe that like out of shape, overweight, wheezing just from going up the stairs, you know. And that's the person who's supposed to be telling you what your meal plan's supposed to be, right? It's the same. It's the same principle. So. Like, like I'm saying, and to be very clear, I, I don't disagree with John Maxwell when he says be a river, not a reservoir whatsoever. Awesome advice. Great advice. We all need to live by it. But you got to let that. There's, there's got to be some sort of reservoir that can fill up that you can implement it and practice it. Because if I learn a new sales technique, I'm not going to immediately go out to, to our sales force and start trying to teach that information like I'm a pro at it. 
right? Because I, I'm not a pro at it yet. If it's a completely new sales technique or a completely new way of saying something, I got to practice a little bit. I got to learn it. I got to understand that I got to maybe do it in a practice setting. I got to do it maybe live with the client or something like that a few times before I can really go out and say it. You know, if I want to preach to people that they got to get in better physical shape, I got to show that I'm getting in better or staying in better physical shape. You know, if I preach to somebody that they got to drink less alcohol, I got to drink less alcohol. You know, like that's that's just that's how it's got to be with people. You can't just be the river who hears the information, flips it around, and does like a Steven Seagal uh, like a verbal Aikido move. And instead of instead of taking the information, you just throw it at your people. You got to take it and embody it, right? And it's really if you want to break it down to technicalities, you have to absorb the information, embody the information, distribute and teach the information, and then constantly evaluate yourself on the information. And if you're doing it well, if you're doing it right. If you're following what needs to be followed, what you're teaching other people, you know, it's like uh, in our leadership team, uh, you know, in our in our main business, you know, we do a book review on a weekly basis, sometimes more often, but typically on a weekly basis, we do a book review. A lot of times it's geared around leadership development, some sort of book like that, um, you know, like uh, Jocko Willink's Leadership Strategy and Tactics. We hit that one. We've done, you know, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin's Extreme Ownership and Dichotomy of Leadership. You know, we're working on Ego is the Enemy now. We just got off of a John Maxwell book. And actually the book that I just referenced, The 15 Laws of Growth. And when we do those, when we, when we, when we read these books, right, like me as the leader, I have to, I, I read every book first, sometimes a couple times. And I try to spend the months leading up to it while we're on a different book, reading the next book. I try to spend time doing better because there's always so much room to do better. I try to spend time doing better on the areas that we're going to be learning in those books. So that way when we do the book review, because it's not me preaching during the book review, we're all talking together, having a conversation about what the book means to us. That way in there, they have some sort of physical uh, live right there in front of them model for our leadership team that they can see, all right, this, 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 and this, this that's what Trav's been doing, right? And and am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. But am I better at it than I was before I read the book? You know, am I trying to get better? Am I showing progress, like, to, to make an improvement on what I'm trying to help them learn? You know, I, I hope the answer to that is yes. I feel like the answer to that is yes. I'd be egotistical to say, yeah, absolutely I am, but I'm doing my best at it. And that's what you have to do if you want to help other people grow. So by no means can you be just a reservoir, but you also can't just be a river. Because if you're just a river, the second the information stops coming in, you stop having information to give. You know, and it just doesn't mean anything. You're just another link in the chain if you're, a, if you're just a river and you don't really embody and soak in that information and, and, and show that it works and show that it's right and show even more importantly that you believe in it. Because if you don't do it, it shows a lack of belief in what you're trying to teach other people. And if you have a lack of belief in what you're trying to teach other people, show other people, why in the world would they do it? You know, back to the sales analogy, we, we do a lot of insurance sales, and sales is the transfer of belief. If I don't believe that a client needs this particular product, why would the client believe that they need that particular product? It, it doesn't even make any sense, right? If I don't believe that this is the most important thing that the client should be concerned about, the client won't believe that this is the most important thing that they could be concerned about. You know, Ed Milet says it best. He says that it's not about making other people believe what you believe. It's making sure that they believe that you believe what you believe. That they believe that you believe what you're saying. Right? 
That's the most important thing. Again, transfer of belief. And if you don't show that you're doing it, you don't show that you're willing to embody it and get better at it, how in the hell can you expect people who are supposed to look up to you to do it? That's the quickest way to lose credibility with people. You don't have to be a perfect person as a leader. You don't have to be a perfect person to be in business. You have to show that you're doing everything you can to grow. And you also have to not be a hypocrite because that's another way of saying what we're talking about here is hypocrisy. You know, if I take a lesson from John Maxwell and I do nothing to implement it into my personal life or into my business life or into my character or anything like that, and then I go push it at my people, I'm a hypocrite. If I hear Jocko Willink say, get up early in the morning and that's the most important thing, you know, to start your day off because it's a critical, pivotal moment where you're going to make either the first good decision of the day or the first bad decision of the day. If I hear him say that and then I don't get up early in the morning, but I tell my people to, that's hypocritical. You know, am I always going to be perfect? No. But am I doing my best to show it? I'd like to think so. Are you doing your best to show it? Are you doing your best to take the information, hell, even the information that you hear right here, what we're talking about right now, are you going to go tell this to people that you work with, like they need to get better at it, or are you going to take it to heart and get better at it, show that you're better at it, and then preach it, right? It's like the testimonials on a weight loss commercial. You know, that's why they have all these testimonials. People are like, I lost 37 pounds with, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, blah, blah, blah program, right? Other people see that, whether it's true or not, right? Other people see that, and then they want to go get on that program if they're trying to get the same result. So you got to show it first is what I'm saying. So I think we beat this horse dead enough, right? Absorb it, embody it, distribute it, and then constantly reevaluate yourself on it. That's the only part that we didn't really hit on, but, but think about this. You got to, over the course of teaching somebody, so I think if you don't understand this you'll, and you're maybe newer in leadership or, or developing other people, you'll understand it soon. When you try to teach other people stuff, it helps you learn it even better than you knew it before. When you try to teach other people stuff, it helps you embody it even better. That's where we kind of blur the lines between embody it first and then distribute. You don't, what I'm saying here, and to be very clear, you don't have to be perfect at, at anything before you start trying to teach somebody else how to do it. But you have to show that you're working on it and that you believe it's important and that you're making continuous progress before you go to distribute the information. So to be very clear there, you don't have to be perfect at it before you distribute, before you roll it on. But this fourth element, the constant evaluation and self-evaluation, even when you're teaching other people this, it's like, how close am I to this, right? We have scripts in our financial service business and our insurance business that we do, right? And these scripts help convey the information effectively, uh, make sure the client has all the information they need, while simultaneously uh, building psychological blocks to help them understand and uncover certain needs that they have when it comes to their financial insurance products, uh, the coverage that they need, right? And those scripts are very effective. Now, you know, you got, as, as somebody who's trying to teach somebody else, you have to show that you believe in those scripts. You have to show that you're making an improvement to be closer to those scripts. And then you got to go out there and you got to evaluate yourself on how you're doing even while you're showing your trainees or other people who are maybe struggling, even while you're, you're, you're trying to develop them and help them get better, you got to evaluate how tight you are on those systems. I'm sure some of you guys are good at this sometimes. I'm sure some of you guys are great at this all the time. And I'm sure some of you guys need to work on this.
know, we all actually need to work on this to a degree. The degree might vary depending on the person that, that's listening right now, but we all need to work on it. We all got to get better at it. We all got to constantly evaluate. Constantly, Constant evaluation never, ever ends if you're trying to grow in anything. And to be very clear, you never made it. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So if you're not getting better, that means you're getting worse. And if you're not constantly evaluating, then you're not getting better. Which means if you're not constantly evaluating, you're constantly getting worse. I hope that sinks in. I hope that makes sense. Right? So absorb it. Embody it. Distribute it. Constantly evaluate it. In yourself, not just with your people. And that's the quickest way to show that you believe in something. And the quickest and easiest way to eliminate all hypocrisy from your life. You know, one big thing that, you know, I, I talk to our field trainers about, and I know I'm relating this a lot to our specific business, but that's what I know best, right? And one big thing that I talk to our field trainers about when they're field training is if you're in a presentation and maybe you make a mistake or something like that in the presentation, you get out of that presentation, start asking your trainees about what they think went well, what they think didn't go well. And if they point that out in either direction, you're like, yeah, I messed up there and we need to make sure that we don't do that again because this is why this happened. Or even though this didn't happen in this certain circumstance, this could have happened, right? And and then it wouldn't have been good or it wasn't good. So I need to make sure that, you know, I, I don't know what happened there, had a stroke or something like that. I need to make sure that, that I don't say that again. Makes sense? So you never say that. Got it? You're taking ownership and you're not being uh, a hypocrite. You're not, you're not, you're not uh, reeking of hypocrisy there. You're not trying to cover up your own mistakes just so you look a little bit better because what that does is it gives them respect for you. Now, you don't want to have a lot of scenarios like that because if you're constantly telling them where you messed up, that just means you got to go back to the drawing board and practice even harder when they're not around, right? And, you know, thankfully in our business, we don't have too much of that because everybody, it's all merit-based promotions, people who have their stuff together before they teach other people. But that's very possible. You might slip back a little bit. Maybe you stopped evaluating yourself. Maybe you used to have your stuff together. Maybe you used to be a great leader. But maybe you stopped developing yourself. And maybe you stopped evaluating what you're good at, what you're not good at. Maybe you're feeding yourself lies. Right? Maybe you're feeding yourself half-truths of things that aren't really the truth, but you're too comfortable where you're at to change. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're too comfortable where you're at to evaluate yourself right now, pretty soon you won't be comfortable anymore. Pretty soon you won't have what you have. Pretty soon it's going to start going backwards if it hasn't already. So the constant evaluation is the, is the key in, in all this. I mean, it's all the key, right? Absorbing the information from somebody is very easy to do. Embodying it is the hard part. Distributing it is relatively easy, but constantly evaluating yourself is the other hard part, right? So don't skip those hard parts. Don't skip the embodiment of the information, of the lesson, of whatever you're trying to teach. And this this works with anything, right? It could be, uh, like, I, I love shooting guns. It could be firearm safety. It could be the four basic rules of firearm safety, right? Finger off the trigger till you're planning on shooting. Know your target and what's beyond. Always pay attention to the direction of the muzzle. You know, like, like don't point your gun at anything that you don't intend to destroy. All these rules, right, they're basic basics. And if you don't like guns, you know, that's that's okay. I'm not going to apologize, but that's okay. But all these rules are basics that you have to remember. And if you stop embodying those, how are you going to teach somebody else not to muzzle sweet people and point the gun in a direction where they shouldn't point it? You're not going to because you're not showing a good example. Right? You're not going to. 
It, that, that applies to literally anything. Sports, uh, a musical instrument, if you teach people how to play a musical instrument. It could be if you, you're trying to teach your boyfriend or girlfriend how to play golf or tennis or something like that, which I'm, I'm working on the tennis thing, not very good yet. My fiance is trying to teach me. We'll see if I get any decent at it. But you got to embody it first before other people will believe that you believe it. All right. And that, I believe, is all that I have for you guys here today. Uh, if you want to link up on social media, uh, you can follow me at Travis, at Travis R. Vaughn on Instagram. That's V-A-U-G-H-N. Um, and then if you want to support the podcast in more of a monetary uh, way, we really appreciate that. Uh, our, our main sponsor is Origin uh, Main. Um, and if you want to go to Origin Main, they have all these supplements. We talked about it before, but they literally have the best supplements, 100% natural, no artificial sweeteners, um, no preservatives, which means no chemicals, uh, which means no BS that's going into your system that hurts you. It's just natural ingredients that help you. Um, you know, their energy drinks are disciplined go, uh, ready to drink in the cans has like 95 milligrams of caffeine and a bunch of brain boosting ingredients i love it i have like three of them sitting right here i already had two today uh and then their milk is great protein with zero carbs zero sugar everything is sweetened with monk fruit so it's super natural awesome stuff if you want to go uh try that stuff or if you're already on it and you want to get more you can go to badgeractual.com forward slash origin and use the discount code Vaughn10 to save 10% on every order. That's V-A-U-G-H-N. And then the number 10, no spaces, all caps, Vaughn10. And then really the best thing you guys could do if you only want to pick one is to review us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and then share it with your friends. I don't care if you do all the other stuff, uh, but share it with your friends. Uh, share it with somebody who is either on the path working to get better or share it with somebody who's struggling. You know, Maybe share it with somebody who fell off a little bit. Share it with somebody who's going through a tough time, right? Share it with somebody who wants to get to where they're going, all right? I appreciate you guys listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Stay on the path. Let's go get after it. Dominate with discipline. Badger Actual out. <laughs>